Welcome back, Greg. Nice. Okay, so you, you came in. I did. That's why I'm here, Trev. But then you left. Yeah. And you now told, you're you, back. You said get out. And I said, okay, fine. If that's what I got to do. Trav, I didn't say get out. You I just asked out. why you were here. <laughs> Those are different. Trav, why do you not like Greg? I don't know. Keith. Greg's all right. He's I'd love nice to guy. hear why. No, give me the real reason you don't like him. You're all right. Okay. <laughs> He's all right. That's it. Greg's, do you, have, do you, have, uh, do you he, have any of that sandwich yesterday? I did. It was good. Oh, it was delicious. I loved it. The oh. gabagool, eh? That's for you, Graham. <laughs> he was offering it to everybody. Hey, hey you want some of this gabagool or whatever? The, the gabagool. Hey, I got but two But he was sides doing it gabagool. differently. He was doing it. He was holding Sanders like this. Shredded lettuce going everywhere. <laughs> dressing. <laughs> dressing going everywhere. And he's like Honestly. asking people to take a bite. On your mother's on, birthday. On your mother's birthday. You, <laughs> it you was after the midnight. It was the best sandwich I've had in a really long yeah, time. Been, I really liked the bread. Yeah. I thought it was just delicious. I just couldn't eat both sides of it. Neither, it was, neither could it I. Just got half, yeah, shout out to uh, Giada is the uh, original name of the place. It is Stradia Tells or whatever. Satrials. Satrials for Spreados. You know my what are you sandwich talking theory. about over there, eh? You know my sandwich theory, right? No. 80% of the success of the sandwich is determined by the bread. The Absolutely. fact that you mentioned that if the meat and everything else is perfect and the bread or the roll sucks, that's a bad sandwich. You're out. If the bread is perfect yep. and the stuff inside's just meh, You're great fine. sandwich. Yep. yep. No, the bread, 100% oh, I agree so with good. you. The bread makes all the difference in the world on it. Yep. That's why you get a sandwich to eat the bread. That's the <laughs> whole I mean, point. Pretty much. Greg's okay because he likes the Dodgers. That's, that's, that's my favorite part about Greg. What's going yeah. on with the Dodgers? They do so, something? Yes, just, the, yes uh, they did. So I, so I think there's a lot that goes into that. I heard you talking about it when you announced that the trade went down, that this is the move before the move. And I think you're absolutely correct. So it was it was Michael Bush and Yancey Almonte. Yep. You have it in front of you. I Go do. Ahead. For uh, two what are called toolsy teenage prospects, a left-handed starter, Jackson Ferris, and outfielder, Zaheer Hope, uh, that according to ESPN. Um so, I don't think the Dodgers are getting rid of a guy that they've used frequently in the bullpen in Yensei Almonte, who's yep. been good more often than not. Michael Bush is a highly regarded prospect. Top 50 in, overall. Yep, he's a really good guy for a couple of guys that may or may not end up on their team later. So can right. you guys put the pieces together? You said the move before the move. So what exactly there's, does there's that mean? There's two pieces that go mm -hmm. into this. Because you signed Teoscar Hernandez, you needed to open up a roster spot on the 40-man yep. roster. So one of those spots is going to be for Teoscar Hernandez. The other spot is going to go to somebody else. Now, who that person's going to be, I don't know. It could be somebody like Dylan Cease. It could be somebody like Josh Hader. Class A. Class A. It could be Bieber. a lot of uh, Bieber. It, there's a bunch of different names that it could be for, but they are going to make a trade. This the is, a, in my opinion, they're going to make a trade. They Look, if this were anybody else, I'd be like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. And it, because it's happening to my team, I'm just going to roll with it and, and hope that everything works out. And the fact that they've gotten such unbelievable talent, I think that it's likely to work out. But they're going scorched earth. They're they're literally going with the, okay, we're done just kind of being in and going, oh, you know, anything can happen. They're literally, we're going to not leave a single stone unturned, a single player unavailable, whatever it takes to build the greatest roster ever assembled in the history of baseball, we're doing it. I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say Shohei decided to sign somewhere else, and it didn't happen. But everything else did? No. Okay. Shohei doesn't happen. Does then all of a sudden Glass now not happen? Uh, let, let, let me just let – me, let me, Yamamoto has said that he would have still come. The trickle effect – Not and, that that matters. But even if Yamamoto came, he's not deferring. Right, he's not deferring the money the way he is. Well, Yamamoto didn't, didn't defer. Right, but what I'm saying yeah. is that if he comes, he's just signing. 
Shohei signed but then deferred. How much of, because Shohei came and said, I'm going to make $2 million a year, do, do yes, scorched earth, we're going to do everything possible. They also haven't won. They haven't been consistent in the playoffs, so there's all that. But how much of this is also just, we not that they have no choice, but we're given our word to Shohei Otani. You defer like you're talking about, we will spend every single dime that we have in order to put ourselves in a position to give us just nothing guaranteed, but the best chance to win. I, I just asked that question because is this more to do with the Dodgers going scorched earth, or is that more to do with when Shohei signed and said, here's $68 million a year that I'm not going to use? We're going to spend – it's the commitment to Shohei. That's exactly what it is. It is the commitment to Shohei. And last week when I came in here and was saying, oh, I want to, I want just a, on the, a little bit on the edges, and you they're said, doing I it. want it now, I want it now. No, they're that's doing the, it. That's what they're that's doing. That's what they're doing. I, I want the world. That, exactly. That, because that's what they're doing. They did all these things, and if they're going to find – if they say – we have a problem at this spot. It's small, but we have a problem. They're going to go fix it, and they're going to go get somebody that can be can be better at that position. They are not allowing one thing to be off. So that means if they're going to go get a left-handed starter, they're going to go get a left-handed starter. If they want somebody in the back of the bullpen, they're going to go get it. If they want a better option for a defensive guy at third base, they're going to go get it. Things are go- They're going to fix everything that they can possibly fix. They burned the boats, so they have no excuses going forward. All they have in front of them is they have to win. The, my apology. The, the, the apology. <laughs> Please, you're going to be waiting a long time for that. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We have It's 11.05. We don't break till 11.12. Go ahead. Yeah. Apologize. What, what they've done is they've, they, they've taken what is typically a terrible idea and they've turned it into a good one. What they're attempting to do is not unlike what the Padres did last year. It's not unlike what the Phillies have been doing over the last couple of years. Where who's good? Harper's good. Give him all the money. Who's good? Turner's Turner. good. Hit him. Give him all the money. Who's good? Castellanos. Give him like you know what I mean. Like they're they're stacking guys, right? But what the Dodgers have done is they haven't just gone to okay, who's available? Give him the Xander Bogarts is available. Give him the money, right? That uh, uh, who's the the Musgroves are available. Give, give him the money, right? It's. Shohei Otani might be the best player to ever live. Give him the money. Yamamoto might be the best pitcher on the planet. At 25. Give him the money. That Teoscar Hernandez on a short-term deal, give him the money. That Glasnow is a guy. They're, they're not just There's risk. Stack, they're, Let's there not is, pretend like there I'm not saying there isn't risk, but it's less than what there typically is when you do this. I think where it gets risky is with whatever's coming next. Right, the the Hernandez's of it all, but you've tilted it so far, and the the biggest difference is, you've put all of these new guys on a team that was already incredibly good. You're not trying to jumpstart a crappy team. You're trying to jumpstart a hundred win team. Right. You're trying to jumpstart a team that two years ago won 111 games. <laughs> that it's not just, hey, how do we go from fourth to win the World Series? It's why aren't we winning the World Series with a 100-win team? Well, let's go. F- who are the five best players available? We just took three of them off the board. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this because I think you say it all the time. The Dodgers do things their way. Mm-hmm. This is not the Dodger way. But that's Until not a bad now, thing. I guess, yeah. But, but that's, I, I'm not, I want to make sure that it's not the Dodger way. So for all those that have spent all that time talking about, no, no, the Dodgers just don't do things like that. Glasnow's deal for a pitcher. It's risky. It, that one's risky. Okay, yeah. but, but I'm going to go back to this. And as somebody that has no affiliation with the Dodgers as well, it's 
even if it's risky, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. No, I don't either. I think the Dodgers do roll the dice in some... I think the whole, it's the Dodger way they don't do this. Well, how many World Series have they stacked to Mm -hmm. say... That's why we do it this way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they don't have success. It doesn't Here's, mean they're not in the playoffs every single year. Yeah. But there is risk. The Yamamoto, he has not pitched one pitch in the United States and in, in Major League Baseball. It doesn't mean he's going to be an absolute baller. You're right. And, and the glass now thing that I mentioned. The, the, I, I the Yamamoto, th- seeing the way he wiped out big league hitters in the WBC, he's gonna I, be I'm, a baller, I'm right. very he's convinced gonna be a that he's going to be a, a good player. I'm, I agree with you, Slee, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm throwing this out there as an alternative theory as to why they did what they did. Now, the Dodgers have been trying to get Shohei Otani for ten years, yeah, more or less. This wasn't and, new, and and there, this could have been that he's the keystone to this whole thing that they've been setting this whole thing. Not trying like you're not trying to win until you get him, but we're putting we're drafting, we're being financially responsible, we're doing all these things. But now that I got the keystone, the brakes are off, and we're just all in full speed ahead. Like Emily said, burn the boats. Yeah. We're, we're there's well, no last year more they didn't go crazy because of Shohei. That's exactly so that's, what it was. But yeah, I, my, my, the point I'm making is and I'm, that's I'm the, supporting that point. This is going back ten years. This wasn't just hey he's a free agent next year. This is a we just missed him coming out of high school. We just missed him when he showed up to the major league six years ago, and we finally got him. That this is the key that unlocks the door to them unleashing hell on the rest of yeah, baseball. Be, That's why you illegal. go out and get Lance Lynn at the deadline instead of somebody who had a much bigger name. They probably could have traded for Dylan Cease last year. They probably could have they found might get some him way. Now. They might, yeah, well, they might get him now, but you don't do it then because you didn't have Otani yet. Everything was based around him. This is illegal. <laughs> it's if you if you like baseball, if you're a fan of any other team, it's illegal. If you're a fan, this know, is exactly if you're a Dodger fan. This is what you've been screaming for your entire career. You have the money. You make wait, so wait, much wait, money wait, coming wait, in. Wait, wait. Go no, no. spend but, it. But I, I think beyond your wildest dreams, yeah. no way any of you thought this is what's going to be the Dodgers offseason. I you thought, can't. I thought the best possible wildest dream outcome was Otani and Yamamoto. Yep. I thought that okay, was but, the, but, the, but the... think but Now that, you're adding... I'm but, 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 but Trav, Trav, think about what you just said. Yeah. And I'm talking wildest dream fantasy island. Not that yeah. it can't happen, right. but you're going to walk away in a summer after you won 100 games and you already have the squad that you have. You got Shohei and Yamamoto, and it didn't stop there. And know? it hasn't stopped there. And it's probably going to be – we're going to probably be sitting here in the next two weeks, and you're going to say – Probably something like, guys, I think we have too much talent. The gods are going to get upset because you did that three, four days well, here, ago. Here's the thing, and we, we don't know. I'm optimistic, but you just don't know. The pressure to win is going to be Im- unprecedented, literally unprecedented. The the pressure to – if they lose three games in a row, <laughs> get What's ready. What's wrong? <laughs> Dave, what, right. Dave. Three games. They play 162. You're probably going to lose three in a row. Okay. At some can point. I can so I ask can I ask you this for Darvin Ham's situation? <laughs> right. We're going to live and die by every single one of by these a, games yeah. in a sport where that has twice as many games <laughs> as the NBA. Right. If the Dodgers got to the World Series and lost the World failure. Series, failure. Uh, well, that that I already know. There's no such thing besides win the World Series anymore. Dave Roberts still have his job if he makes at the, the end World of next year. Yeah, and they've I, I, they, they got to the, the World Series. Listen, listen, listen. they got question. to the World Series and they lost in six games How'd because that's just baseball. Yeah, I, we I, like to say 
is Dave Rock because I, I said this the yeah. moment Shohei signed. I said every single day moving forward, Dave Roberts is playing for his job. Mm-hmm. He's he's managing for his job. If they don't win the World Series, they got to the World Series and they lost in six games, I don't care what the scenario is. It doesn't yeah. matter what the scenario is. Does Dave Roberts still have his job? Okay, if I would have told you they win 111 and they're out in the first round, would he still have his job? No. If I would have told you they won 100 exactly. and they're out in the first round swept, does he still have his job? No. He kept his job both times. I, I'm with you. I can't imagine that he would, but Andrew Friedman clearly feels differently about these things. I don't. So the the answer to your question is I don't. I would sack him. I would have sacked him by now, but I don't know because Andrew Friedman clearly does not feel the same way that you, I, and Berg do about it. And it's obvious that Andrew Friedman is going nowhere because Shohei Otani doesn't want him going anywhere. So whatever yeah. Andrew Friedman says or wants, we yeah. have to just say. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, I, I heard the price. There's rumors. I texted you that Shohei is uh, some rumors. Shohei wants out. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Too much talent. Best chance to win a World Series ever. Yeah, Imagine what he feels gone. like having been escaped from that loony bin down the road, and <laughs> and, all, and, and, so and, and all of a sudden he's he's put on the the team that does everything exactly right after being on a team that does everything exactly wrong. You different. think that feels any good? LZ yeah. is going to join us next. LZ, LZ Grandson, old friend. The Rams are his five, only the Lions were his four. I don't know. He, he's got he's got a very mixed up bag coming in. He'll don't join us give next. Me his back. <laughs> Does he still have That's <laughs> my Comrex. I need it back. So you Bro, tell him, yours. You tell we'll him, we'll I start want right that there. Back. We'll start right there. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I want to introduce everybody to Pizza Hut's new $7 deal lovers menu. Tons of your favorite Pizza Hut faves, starting at just seven bucks each. We got uh, some pizza yesterday. Trav was eating some pizza. I was eating some pizza. We appreciate them always coming in and bringing uh, some great food delivered here to our studios. The $7 Deal Lovers menu, only from Pizza Hut. Order now. Earn rewards for your next free pizza on the Pizza Hut app or at PizzaHut.com. Product availability, prices, and participation vary. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 1118 in the Southland on a Thursday. Don't adjust your radio. It's not a live imaging Tuesday. But you know, Travis Lee, sometimes you require a live rejoin even on a Thursday. (laughs) Special day. When we're about to bring on greatness. Yes. A man that I love. A man that you love, Travis. A I man do. we've embraced with. And I have. 
Many times. Many times. The great LZ Granderson joins the show. <laughs> What's up, my friend? What? What's up, fellas? Now, what do you mean by embrace? Oh, LZ, we've we've embraced a lot. When I walk by where you used to, because now I do these downtown LA morning walks, because I live down here like you used to, basically. I think about right. our moments. I think about our moments Uh-oh. as I cross the circa, the massage moment. Uh-oh. The time that you and Jorge oh, were in the car and you tried to get us to come, you tried to get us Wait, to come upstairs. We need, we need to clarify something. I wasn't involved with the massage. I just, <laughs> I just made sure you I arranged knew it. Knew someone who could give. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I was not involved, and actually, neither I nor my alter ego Mysterio was Let's involved leave him in massaging of, of Morales. Now, no, if you, you ever, if you, if you ever move back and live at the Circa. I would like Alan Sliwa to come with me yeah. one day, and yeah. we both get massaged. Yeah. Hey, man, Brown Brothers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. L- I don't know about that. That's between you and Slee. I can't speak on him. LZ, could I get <laughs> could I get a little clarity on something? Because I've heard everybody side the story, but LZ. Um, when you guys used to make your Starbucks runs oh, yes. in the yes. morning, okay? Yes. So from what I – listen, let me just set tell up as best truth, as I LZ. can. Tell the truth, LZ. Let me set up as best I can. Gonna, I will tell the okay. truth supposedly, supposedly, LZ, there was a little bit of like, hey, I'll handle it this week. You handle it the next week. And it was just kind of a, a, a revolving door rotating. And At then the what, cheapskate got tired. <laughs> okay. I was trying to – I wanted to make this clean slated here. At one point, it sounds like Trav decided to get out of the mix here. Can you tell us what 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 happened here with the app and and people spending money in the morning? I really think it was about his discomfort with Jack. You know, no, that's what that's I really not, think. If you get there, because occasionally Jack would hand over the coffee and he would touch your fingers ever so slightly. <laughs> LZ, I, I, I feel like this was specific to you. <laughs> Jack and I never did anything other than order coffee, deliver coffee, and say thank so, you. So, Slee, there was a gentleman that worked at Starbucks mm-hmm. named Jack that we would see each morning. And he may have been more excited to see LZ1. Thinking Chris, interestingly, too, because... Chris seems open-minded. Travis least. For sure. Because Travis was not open-minded. <laughs> he was, no, he wasn't open-minded, but his fingers were long enough to be touched. <laughs> but that's why he used to order Vinci's all the time. He thought a bigger cut would make it more difficult for Jack to actually touch him. But I would always ask yeah. for a, a cardboard carrier just for safety's sake. <laughs> so we're never... We're I, I actually, I, I actually don't know, Slee, what was the ultimate breakdown between the Starbucks coffee runs. I think eventually Travis said something like, I have a kid in college, Starbucks can, can make you without me, something kind like of. that. that, that that's, that's mostly the, true. The saga continues. We're never going to get the full story Chris, here. Chris has created a... a um, archetype of me that is a cheapskate that i don't spend money that i will not treat occasionally (laughs) that that i am as he puts it i hold i squeeze the quarter until the eagle screams travis my friend unlike jason whitlock i shall come to your defense (laughs) and i will say this (laughs) you have bought drinks many a time so if you are cheapskate you haven't been a cheapskate around me slee i hear it (laughs) Um, I will, I will. No, I'm with you, LZ. If, if LZ's in, I'm in. All right, so, LZ, are you in Texas right now? Have you gone to Detroit yet? Like, t- take me through your current location. All right. 
So, uh, Monday I was in LA actually. Uh, Thanks for calling. Appreciate it was that. An amazing. Well, it was a it was a it was a Hollywood thing that I know you know you're not into. Okay. So I didn't bother reaching out because I know you don't like that vibe. But I went out there for this big celebration for her uh, film Origin, as well as some of the other Oscar contenders, like the rest of the movie, et cetera. So I did that on Monday. Tuesday, I stopped in Phoenix because that's where my husband's working. So I'm just here hanging out. And then I will fly to Detroit for the football game this weekend. I just got off the phone with Artis, and I'm very, very excited because I've been waiting for this moment since the trade happened. So okay, so here here's the deal, and we'll we'll get to the trade in a second okay. because I've been trying to okay. just hammer the the Goff v McVeigh thing through it all. We we do the way that we used to do our picks on our old morning shows, the same way we're doing them here on the Travis Lee show, and Jorge is always the Niners are my four. You are always the Rams are my five, but the Lions are where your heart is. You are a Detroiter by birth. This was your team. So where are you on this whole thing? Like who is in the five hole and who is not? This is very interesting because this is why I wanted to call in, Travis. I have an announcement to make, people. Okay. For the first time in history, the Lions are my five and the Rams are my four. (laughs) I've never had the Rams as a four before when they played, but this is the first time I'm actually putting the Rams at four. The Lions are my five. You're absolutely correct. The, The Lions are my heart. I'm so excited and happy for the team. I feel bad for the things I said about Dan Campbell during his press conference when he talked about biting kneecaps. What do you mean? What do you mean? What did you say about Dan Campbell? Because he's going to come and he's going to bite your kneecaps and we're going to go for it on fourth and nine from the 46-yard line. What do you mean? I, I, I remember like just thinking, how do we fire Matt Patricia and got worse? <laughs> Turns out I was wrong. I like being wrong. That was awesome. This has been this has been a very but this has happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. Though I will say that I, I didn't think it would happen this quickly. LZ, I'm on. Listen, I I love the storyline like everybody else does. Um, you know, obviously the golf situation and him getting a chance to play the Rams, but the fact that Detroit's in a playoff game. It's been a long time since they have. It's been a long time since they hosted a playoff game. Just from your perspective, what what's What's that atmosphere going to be like on Sunday? How, how I know that you know it, it's obviously the biggest thing going on by far, but what what should we be expecting on a Sunday night? Rams and the Lions, and the Lions are actually hosting a playoff game. It's going to be absolutely amazing. See, the thing that's really interesting about the trade, and 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 I know we're going to talk more in detail about who came on top and all that stuff a little bit later. But the key part about this trade is that while it's true Matthew Stafford got a Super Bowl, golf got fans. Interesting. <laughs> he got long-term fans who've been dying for any success. He delivers any measure of success. It would be on par with Matthew Stafford delivering the Super Bowl for a city that might have been indifferent about that team. There's that aspect of it, right? A lot of the city wanted the Oakland Raiders to be here. A lot of the city doesn't mm. don't want the Rams to be here. And so when you go and visit the, the, the SoFi, you can still occasionally have the team be overrun in terms of fans. Not occasionally. Visitors. Not occasionally. <laughs> frequently. That don't happen in Detroit. That won't happen in Detroit. And the thing that golf hasn't had experienced yet is unconditional love. And... Mm. 
he if he delivers a win on Sunday, we're erecting a statue. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be fumbling? <laughs> He'll be running from Aaron Donald. <laughs> so here, here's the thing, LZ, and you and I, we, we'd sit in here after a Rams game and kind of look at each other like, is this golf thing going to work out or not? And it was, it was such a roller coaster because you're winning a bunch of games. They did go to the Super Bowl. They were in the playoffs frequently. You're like, why, why do I feel like this about this guy when you're stacking the wins like we're talking about? And it's similar with Detroit, that they're having their first division title in a million years their first home playoff game in a million years etc etc but you hear Jared Goff say about I'll never forget the chip that I have from my time in LA and what happened to me and I just wonder how far inside Jared Goff's dome that Sean McVay is and the way that he's going to be able to push his buttons I know that there's a lot of other guys on the field but it is McVay versus Goff's psyche isn't it no I don't think it is. Really? I really don't. No, I really don't. I really, I really do not think that they're thinking like that. I think who's on Jared Goff's mind is Aaron Donald. I think he knows that Aaron Donald's been watching him his entire career, knows what he's capable of and what he's not capable of. And even if Aaron doesn't get to him, just knowing he's going to be close is going to put a measure of fear in Goff's mind. That's who's going to be on golf. It won't be Sean McVay. I'm sure that, you know, he'll he'll enjoy beating Sean if that happens. But over the course of the game, no, the I'm not talking about mind, it, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that as he's lining up under center that he's thinking about what's McVay thing. It. But coming into it, I'm gonna prove this guy wrong. He doesn't know more than me. That I, I am good enough to do this. I am that you know, he broke up with me and I'll show him <laughs> one of those sort of situations. I, I, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think mm. that's where it is, man. Because and the reason why is because he went out and won a Super Bowl. So even if even if no, Jared not for McVeigh for Goff. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, but even if even if Jared Goff goes and wins a Super Bowl, he still didn't prove Sean McVeigh wrong because Sean got rid of him and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So Sean's decision has already been justified, regardless of what Goff does going forward. But if Goff can win a Super Bowl, he'll feel better about himself. But Sean ain't thinking about that because Sean is already like, I've already proved my point. I immediately won a Super Bowl after the trade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he'll be happy for Goff, I'm sure, if he eventually wins a Super Bowl or whatever. But regardless, he's been justified <laughs> because they yeah, got he, the chip. Yeah, he, <laughs> there, the chip. There's nothing left to prove on, on that part of it, or at least from a trade perspective. Yeah. LZ Granderson uh, joined us here on the Travis and Sleeve Show. LZ, I'm curious if the Lions are to win the game. What has to happen if Detroit? And I, of course, it's not an upset. I mean, they're they're. I think it's more just um, a bad draw. I I do think the Rams are a very dangerous team because of the players that they have. Because it is McVeigh. If Lions are your five, like you were talking about, what what what's the scenario look like for the Lions to win this game? Jared Goff is successful when he has time. And I do believe that he has endeared himself in the city, but also with the team. You know, even those stretches where Jared Goff didn't look very good or whether, better yet, when Jared Goff looked like the Jared Goff in the Rams, before <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of him, even during that, his guys were still with him. You know, they still supported him. When he got sacked, they picked him up. They believe in him. And I do believe there's an element of less windows for Goff that's going to help him, particularly on their offensive line, because 
they are dangerous. The Rams are extremely dangerous in the pass rush, and they know that the only way they win is by keeping Jared Goff secure, and I think that's the key. Watching what happens in the trenches, not just with Aaron Donald, but with everyone. If they put pressure on Jared Goff, the Lions won't win. So I do believe that the Detroit Lions are going to try to win this for Goff, and that may give them a little extra push in terms of that offensive line that they need to keep him protected and upright. Yeah, That's that, the key. LZ, that was it was going to be my follow-up that is this something that it, it does kind of galvanize the troops. Hey, you know what? We are fighting for Jared Goff. He is going up against just like the same thing of if this was a game against the Seahawks or the Eagles against the Lions, there aren't as many storylines. But the fact that right. he's got his teammates, who Goff has obviously been an integral part of getting them up to this point, if this is personal to Jared Goff, who he's already said publicly that there is a chip on his shoulder, how much more personal does it get for the rest of those Lions players? I, I think that's going to be fascinating how it plays out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and as I said, there's a vibe of win this for Goff, I think, on the team in this situation because of the exit. And not just the exit, but the fact that, as I mentioned before, the Rams were immediately successful right. when they made the trade. Right. <laughs> like, there's, I don't care what you say about the draft picks afterwards and no. the rookies and, and all of that. The fact of the matter they is, want a chip. is that they want to chip as soon as they got rid of golf. No matter – Sean McVay and the Rams were right, period. The question is, right. are they going to be more right or equally right, right? It's 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 it's, it's this. Can I like double down? Like I tried to tell you guys, you know, is it is it one of those or is it something else? Very quickly, LZ, before we let you go, do you know what you're going to write yet? Do you have any idea? I'm going to write from my heart because I am legitimately torn. As I told you, I was just texting with with artists. I text with Les probably every week. Mm -hmm. I love the Rams and I love Detroit, and so I'm going to write about not just my feelings about it, but also Detroiters, because when Stafford won the chip, a lot of people don't know that, but a lot of Detroiters embrace that championship as well because we love Matthew Stafford. Mm. And so I'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he's booed. It'll be interesting to see if the Rams win, how the crowd responds. It'll be interesting to see if golf doesn't play well, how the crowd responds. Mm, that's but the I'm going to be... I'm going to be writing from a personal perspective of someone who really legitimately loves both teams and is trying to decide uh, between the two. All right, so next time you come through town, even if it's something you think I don't like, you're going to need to call me, and we're going to need to go have uh, some cocktails, and I will pay just to prove my point it's yet again. It's not guaranteed that he will pay. It's not guaranteed. We should, we should live stream it paying so that, you know, there's no – We'll blur out the, the numbers on my credit card, oh, but my wallet. we'll get it done. We'll get it done. Good talking with you, my friend. Thank you, LZ. Thank you guys so much. It's been awesome talking to you guys. I miss you very, very much. Right, it's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. All right, it is that time of year. Your chance to play at Riviera, right? Listen to our show, the Travis Lee Show, all week long for your chance to win tickets to Tigers Tournament. It is the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club, and then you will qualify for a chance to play in a Dream Foursome with me on Monday, January 22nd at Riviera. If you're a golfer, you know what that means, and if you're not, you're in for an incredibly special treat. Keep listening for your chance on 710 ESPN. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, guys. That was awesome hearing from uh, LZ last segment. He's awesome. I didn't, I didn't get the pleasure of working with him, but uh, I've seen him a couple times. He's a good man. He's all right. awesome. Nah, he's not that great. <laughs> uh, he mentioned Origins, the movie by Ava DuVernay. Uh, that's coming I out. I knew he had you at that point, Em. I was like, oh, I'm really, uh, that would be really awesome to see because that movie's going to be great, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, all right, so uh, Pete Carroll was one of the coaches that uh, stepped down from his position yesterday, and I'm going to play the end of this uh, of his press conference here for you. I know we played it earlier in the show, but I'm playing it again. I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. And uh, um, what's coming? I don't know. I got no idea, and I really don't care right now. But uh, I do. Um, I'm excited about it. And that is not on two times speed. That is the speed in which he's. So he talks. Um, so this is a rant of a toddler who doesn't want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to play it one more time for you guys to just now think of it like that, okay? I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's That's the end good. of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. End of the I ain't night. feeling like that. And uh, um, what's coming? I don't know. I got no idea. All right, Jeff. So, fact, you you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. But what Pete Carroll better hope is that that's not what he's doing because what typically happens after the toddler does all the – I'm not tired. You can't tire me out. This thing, you put him in the backseat of the car, and before you pull out of the driveway, they're knocked Ow. out. Yeah. Right? That They're just completely done. I don't think that he has anything other than limitless energy. But, yeah, that, that I'm not tired is usually five seconds before they're unconscious. You guys try to wear me out. Exactly. Ow. I think fact, that's a good – uh, listening to it the second time with that in my mind was literally a child doing it. I, I've, I've mentioned this a couple times. My mom with her home daycare growing up, putting a kid to sleep was like, you know, it was like like you mentioned, it's the most impossible thing to do because they're tired. <laughs> right. They're tired. Like they want to go to sleep. They're just fighting it in their head for some reason. And once they're out, they're out. Go fact on that. Jorge? Is this during the press conference? Yes. Yeah, very yeah. in the press conference. Yeah, I think it's just him like saying, Oh, I'm not done doing this, but he's I mean, you said it. He's full of energy. The guy is, you know, did what he did in Seattle and no doubt. Just, but is this essentially Maite, whatever she's trying to go down for a nap? <laughs> Maite, Maite is just something else. <laughs> yeah. She'll yeah. Is she, she hard to get it? down? She fight no, it? no, she's no. not, but she's the type of, like, I'm not tired, I'm not tired, this isn't this and then You get the other thing coming soon too, yeah. my friend. Oh. <laughs> get ready. Oh, Wait, ten years get ready. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um Yesterday, Drew Barrymore uh, posted a video of herself watching one of her old movies with Adam Sandler yesterday, just kind of being emotional about it, like her old self, etc. Um, <laughs> but her TV looked like it was straight out of 2002. Like this TV <laughs> was- it the big deep one? Yeah. Is, it wasn't a big deep one, but it was still it. a it had chunky- the, had the wheels on the bottom. <laughs> the bottom was like the speaker. Like the yeah, AV I, in high school yeah, where they roll it into yeah. the classroom. It was not- uh, 
like razor thin, but it was still a little chunky. But yes, it looked like it was like out of 2002, 2003. All right, so um, it got me thinking. I've had this discussion with uh, friends who are guys and that they, and I've been to some of my friend, guy friends' apartments. The most important thing to them is the TV. Uh, everything else is like whatever else happens. Mm-hmm. So the TV is the most important piece of decor to you. Al, factor cap. I guess it's fact. You know, I, I actually didn't catch my, no, actually no, cap, cap. I, I'll tell you what's more important to me. I, I like the, I need a comfortable couch. Like I haven't spent crazy money on a TV. You could go spend 2,500 bucks, three grand on a TV. I have not done that. If I'm at Costco and that thing's 400 bucks, cool. That one works. But a comfortable couch, like we've spent on a nice couch. That to me is more important. I'm, I just want to be more comfortable then I want the the TV. They're all really good. Yes, there's different levels to it, but you could still get a great TV at 500. Give me the couch, Trev. You've never been more on fact than with the statement that you just had. That it is the centerpiece of what I am looking at when I'm setting up a room. Everything's right? pointing towards. Everything's it. pointing towards it. It's the thing that you spend the most time staring at. It's the it sets up everything else in the room. When we moved into um, one of our houses, it was a little bit bigger than the one we had before, and it had this big, great room that had a space for a giant TV. Never in my life have I researched something more thoroughly. Never in my short of a house or a car, I've never bought anything more expensive. And this was probably 20 years ago, give or take. But Slee, I love TVs. If if it were up to me, there would be one in every single room on every single wall, and that is the dream come are true. Are you are you are you spending not that you got to give me a dollar amount, Not, but you know, you no, go to Costco. No, I'm buying the Costco TVs because now- But the Costco TVs, there are options out there. Th- there are, are, but the best one and a good one, there's a I'm huge differential, you. and they're, the TVs are disposable now. You don't fix them when they break, you buy a new one, It's just yeah. they're, and they're all pretty good. This was 20 years ago, but yeah, TV's everything. Jorge? Absolutely. My dad, uh, he's got. he just recently got it 85, I think. 85 and I got him a sound bar for it. Oh, let's go. So it's like to me it's the TV and the audio. For sure. Yeah, when I was younger it was like video games with the audio. I used to like have my hookups or whatever, five different yeah. 5.1 surround sound. Yeah, you put the speakers in the yeah, absolutely. In the room. So people I got, got there's couches now that has yeah, like, those are cool. speakers yeah, built those are in. Cool. Like, what the hell but is the that? sound bar, my dad's yeah. like, dude, that's a game changer. He loves the sound yeah. bar with the 85 in or whatever. That's it's so funny awesome. cuz my my girlfriends like or whatever, they could give to you know what about, about the size of the TV the the kind of TV you have I got kind of a smaller one kind of the cheapest for the best that I could get but you probably watch a lot of your media on your laptop right I watch actually I do watch most of my, my TV so on your uh, laptop yeah yeah no, yeah I don't use my laptop Oh, you don't. You yeah, use your TV. I, I use my TV okay. for almost all of my viewing, but so your laptop? I don't really care <laughs> about the quality necessarily. Um, oh, it's everything. <laughs> all right, so uh, this will lead us into the next topic we're going to talk about in the next segment. But I'm going to talk about it here. So Nick Saban stepped down and is retiring as head coach of Alabama. Um, so someone followed this out on Twitter, and I'm sorry I forgot the name of it, but it had a bunch of retweets. But I'm going to steal what he had to say. So Saban should do bar rescue. But it's one college football program at a time. So each week he goes to one college football program, sends one week with them, and fixes their program. So Saban should do bar rescue college football edition. Alan, factor cap. Yeah, fact. I got no problem with that. Let Saban go in. I mean, listen, he's one of the greatest college football coaches, if not would the you watch? greatest. I would watch. Now I don't know. 
here's the thing. I, do, I don't know how interesting Saban is. So give me an episode or two, and if it's entertaining, then I'm in. F? I would watch every second of every episode because Nick Saban is interesting. He's kind of reserved for the most part, but when Nick Saban shows up and does TV, when he's not coaching the Tide, he's terribly interesting. He's a really he's funny. He's got a he's got an edge where he can be a little bit nasty every once in a while. I find him endlessly interesting. Um, anybody that eats the same lunch every day for fifty years is got a screw loose, which I love. I want to see that. And if he walked in to pick pick a program, pick UCLA. Yeah. And he goes, you guys do this, this, that sucks, <laughs> that sucks. You wouldn't want to watch that because you know he knows what he's talking yeah. about. But you it, need like three episodes for that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you would need a it would be a mini series. But yeah, whoever put that out on Twitter, they made a huge mistake. That's a that's a great idea. They should have kept that to themselves. Jorge. Yeah, and also to Travis's point, like it would be interesting to see what programs he wants to do, or right. what programs reach out to him, be like, "Hey, come and rescue ours," or whatever. I think that would be interesting. Hundred percent. All right. So with that in mind, with Saban in mind, um. He's out after 17 years at Alabama, after basically spending 50 years coaching football and doing it at a high level everywhere he's gone. And one of the reasons he may have left should really freak college football people out. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Is your vehicle due for service, general maintenance? Why not head into your neighborhood Valvoline instant oil change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change? Because you know how to do it, right? You're thinking, oh, I got to do this. I got to go to work. I got to do the kids. I got to go to the grocery store. All of these things. I don't have time to do it. Yes, you do. You have 15 minutes because for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you, which means you don't have to get out of the car. You don't have to put the kids in that weirdo, dirty waiting room at some of these places, right? At Valvoline, you stay in your car nice and relaxed while the expert technicians make sure that your ride is at its absolute best oil changes tire rotations transmission care and more you just pull up drive in and drive out and you're done in about 15 minutes there are over 80 locations around southern california ready to get you on the road in no time visit socaloilchange.com for one of those locations and game winning coupons off of your next valvoline instant oil change Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I like LZ for a number of reasons, but that he told the truth about the entire Starbucks thing makes me like him this much more. He texted me. <laughs> he said, said oh, you I paid him off. Yeah, I had to do that. I, when LZ comes to town, we have a few, and uh, you know, it's a good I, time. I pay, he pays, it's all good. But when everybody's getting oatmeal, <laughs> and I'm only getting a black coffee, that's where I hit the, that's where I hit the eject button. You just say there, they're like, all right, what's everybody getting? And you know, they're starting to order large venti black coffee. Yep. Okay, I'll take three sandwiches. I'll get a the- spinach feta wrap. You're like, excuse me. Yeah, it it's well. Why don't you get one? Because I don't want one. That's why. There, there's. It's just the energy that's going to also go around our, our our dinner together. Not at all. Or because I oh, want we're getting close to five. I now. yeah, twelve uh, thirty. Yeah, twelve thirty. Like, right when we do our picks, we'll one thirty. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what your selection is going to be, and there are no restrictions. You you can do whatever you'd like to do, and Sleewa will pay for it. That's uh, how we'll, we'll we'll take care of that. So. Nick Saban, you know, did his press conference yesterday and was talking about it's time and he and Miss Terry, they want to go do this, that and the other. And Nick Saban is neither an old man nor a young man. Right. He's kind of in the middle. But one of the reasons that was widely speculated about why he was tapping the mat is the whole NIL thing. Right. That just instead of identifying the best players. Yeah. bringing them to your program, selling them on the vision of I can turn you into an NFL player, no, I can no, make no, you my friend. I can make you a, a better citizen, I can teach you all, all of the things, a better member of society. I want to help you not only as a football player but as a person and blah, blah, blah. it's how much. And and Alabama has NIL resources to be sure, but that's not what he signed up for. And, and I think that you have an entire generation of coaches out there, and Saban's at the high end of it, but you have guys that, like, this is not – like, Dabo was the worst example of this. Well, this you know, it's all of that nonsense where he didn't think they deserved anything and it, whatever. But basically, you're just a middleman between them and the guys with the cash that – how much is a top right – who was the guy? Was it the Nebraska coach that says, you understand that a yeah. – uh, Matt Rule, yeah, you understand Rule. that a quarterback in the portal, that's like a $3 million purchase. Yeah. Do you guys have the $3 million? Because it isn't come to Nebraska, I'll teach you how to be a quarterback. It's come to Nebraska, we got a $3 million NIL for you. And Saban just – he's been around the block too many times, had too much success. He didn't want to do that reportedly. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to be ruthless here, but it's where we are. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, then somebody else is waiting for that opportunity. And that like, – he was there for 17 years. So for 16, 15 years, he didn't have to deal with this. The reality is it wasn't fair for 17 years, and it has not been fair. And I know you're not trying to make a case, well, don't pay the players. I, I know that's no, no, not what you're saying. Not. But there is a little bit of the world is not the same in college football. And I'm not telling you it's perfect because it's not. And I'm not telling you that it isn't the wild, wild west because it is. But ultimately, if that's the reasoning why you no longer want to be the head coach of Alabama, I mean, hell, you were in the Final Four. You were – couple plays it's away not that from he wasn't good at it there. he just it's, doesn't want to do it he just doesn't want to do it then it's time to evolve and move on because finally for the first time you are in a position where when Alabama sells out their stadium and there's x amount of people that are there and all the jersey sells this all that finally the players get a little cut of it for Nick Saban 15 years the best you know sales pitch was 
come be with me. I'm Nick Saban. I will take you to the NFL. Uh-huh. Now, the and we're sale- gonna win the whole time. And we're gonna if we're not gonna win, we're going to be damn right close to yep. it. You know. So the, now it's I'm Nick Saban. I can take you there. And the kid's like, okay, well, so can Ryan Day, so can Kirby Smart, so could Lincoln Riley. But how much money are you gonna pay me? On top of that, as Which, well. Listen, so he has not only the job of recruiting people, but but being a fundraiser and doing but, all this but, other stuff. But just to kind of you know, all right, Bama will pay. It's not like they're not going to pay. He just doesn't want to do it. You know, yeah. It's not that there isn't the income and the revenue coming in. He just doesn't want to do it. I, I I agree with both of the things you're saying. The point that I'm getting at is not that it isn't here to stay. It, it, I think it'll continue to evolve and, and maybe become something slightly different. But some it's, regulation, it's, right? It, but it's not going anywhere. I think that's obvious. College football is a lot less fun for me than it was. And like you said a second ago, Al, I I want them to get every dime they can. I want them to have as much opportunity as anybody else. If the coach leaves, you should be able to leave, right? Like I I understand that. The fact of the matter is, different player, the guys change to a new team virtually every year. You don't get to know them. You don't get to know the stories. Why I like, I'm going to be schmaltzy here for a second. I like the stories of sports. The games are great. Right, the games are fun. Who wins? But I want to know, like, this is the arc of the story. This is this is where it came apart and where it failed. This is where it turned in another direction and succeeded. And this is why it succeeded. But when guys are just on a different team every, it's they move more than they do in pro sports. That's no fun. And I'm not. I I don't have a solution for it. But college football is not just a business, which it has been for a very long time. But it's a really ruthless quick turnover business i need i need somebody to be on the team for a couple years in a row before they're down the road to the next spot it's you basically have three games that matter this year the two semis and the final that's it you have next year somebody that was really good on one of the top five teams will be somebody that's really good on another top five i don't like that can i ask when you say there was only three games that matter um I think one of the things you've mentioned, and I'm I'm all for the playoff. I'm I'm really looking forward to the 12 team playoff, but the regular season mattered to you more before, sure. and that even is going to get devalued. Uh, no, no, they they that's yeah. gone. Now it's just it's again it's pro sports more so. It isn't college football was weird. It was a bad system, but it was a fun one. It wasn't the most fair. But it was arguably one of the most exciting. Florida State right up to oh you got to be kidding Georgia like really Georgia could have very likely have been one of the two best teams that they didn't even get in. That sucks for them, but it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch this thing play out, and that's gone. And I think that's a big reason why Saban basically pulled the ripcord. Like, I don't want to be a fundraiser. I don't want to be a middleman just to put, you know, this quarterback with this car dealership or this quarterback with this law firm and just go get these guys rich coming out of high school. I want to coach football, and that's not exactly what it was anymore, at least not for him. Our snake draft, yes, not our pair. Our snake draft snake is coming draft. up next in a little 25th anniversary of the Sopranos theme. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. But listen up, listen up, listen up. Right now, your chance to play golf with me. One of the most beautiful courses in the world. We're talking about Riviera. We're talking about the Genesis Invitational. It's coming back to roar here in L.A., which means it's time for the Dream Foursome. That's Monday, January 22nd at Riviera Country Club. And caller number seven, Right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You will win two tickets to the Genesis Invitational. That is Tigers Tournament at Riviera, and you qualify for a chance to play golf with me and the Dream Foursome. We will pick the winner next Tuesday, the Dream Foursome, thanks to Genesis Invitational and 710-ESPN.